You're listening to Futurish. Hello and welcome to another episode of Futurish. This is episode number 26, my friends. And I'm here, as always, joined by my lovely friend, Gerhard. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty okay, you know, despite the situation we're living in. So the world is going down, so to say. Wait, but, what? Uh, what do no, you mean? What? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I never I don't leave know my what's house. <laughs> what's going outside? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here, you know, here in Helsinki. Actually, at the moment, it's quite sunny. It was snowing in the morning, but now it's sunny. Hmm. Pretty good. But I haven't left my apartment for a while now. So, so you're doing that social distancing sort of? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So let, yeah. let's address the big, huge elephant in the room. We've got a virus. There's an apocalypse going on. There's an apocalypse going on. Yeah, There's a virus a, trolling humanity. There's a one in 100 year event, world changing event happening to every single one of us, which I always like, I catch like sometimes You'd, you'd watch a um, YouTube video or whatever and someone will go oh, and talk about this social distancing thing. And for some reason, it, goes, it doesn't, it didn't click in or it doesn't click in sometimes that this is also affecting every single person out there. Like, and it doesn't matter what, you know, age, race, wealth, anything like that, it's affecting all of us. We're each like, you know, for once and foremost, equal in the sense of how we're all actually experiencing it. Unfortunately, some are experiencing it a little bit with more wealth, but um, and they're managing to avoid it or, or get toilet paper. <laughs> you had but, that same issue, right? Like yeah, we had the same issue. issue. We had the same issue with the toilet paper. I don't get it because in Finland, actually, in every toilet, you have like this, what's it called? Like the this shower to basically, you know. Oh, yeah. Like a, yeah it's like, like a super awesome. You don't need like paper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't need that. But funny enough, <clears throat> but before we actually continue there, I think today... So we would like to offer our listeners some uh, kind of like a space where it's more about positivity and actually how to actually make the best of mm. the situation. So we're going to talk a bit about our situation because it's, I think we should share how we're doing, how we experience it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, before I continue, like so funny because we had we have this toilet crisis, a uh, toilet toilet paper crisis. But today I read the news, you know, where we are buying toilet paper in the states. The people start buying weapons and ammunition. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Like, it's, it's like honestly crazy. Like today, this has doubled or threefolded the uh, increase in buying weapons. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I don't get it. Like, it's funny. Like, what's kind of like a little bit hilarious is that it was happening in Australia and it made the news, right? That that uh, Australians are going crazy buying toilet paper. And everyone was laughing at us. It was on Reddit. It was everywhere. Like, oh, no, those crazy Australians. And then, like, literally, it started happening everywhere else. And, you know, like, um, but it started here. It, it didn't really start here. It started in Hong Kong. And it started in Hong Kong literally because of a social media um, viral sort of, like, campaign that happened in Hong Kong that was targeted specifically around China's supply chain, which um, like, um, was going, you know, like to Hong Kong. That same viral media uh, campaign was then utilized in Australia, dr happened to drop off the supply chain problem wow. um, and caused that to happen. 
and um, which then that spurred off someone else thinking that they should do that in other countries and next thing you know we have a global phenomenon um, on our hands that's equal to the probably the effect that the coronavirus had you know so but that's and i think it's so interesting i think the problem is um and this happens so much you see on social media like images of like you know empty shelves where you know like you know yeah. there's nothing left and that's what you see and this triggers more panic and people you know they that's it's a thing it's in, in human nature like if they can't really have control over a situation they try to find something they can control of and that's then you're buying yeah, supplies correct, yeah. yeah and you know the problem is though you see these pictures and then I just walk to my supermarket around the corner, full shelves. I mean, oh, there's really? not so much toilet paper, but there's some, there's enough food everywhere. And to oh, be so honest, you can, you can, you're, you're fine with, you can get toilet paper, you can get. Yeah. Like the toilet paper is still kind of like in demand, but in my yeah. opinion, you know, you can wash yourself, you know, in the shower if there's a yeah, yeah. That's the it's least thing a, I would think a, about, you know? Exactly. Like, I mean, look here, I'll be honest. You can't get anything like, um, it's gotten that bad that even still to this day, we went, I was at the local supermarket um, a couple of hours ago, and we're we're fine. We've got everything, and you know we're just we're looking for chickpeas the other like the other day, like you know who buys chickpeas? Like, but yet some, supposedly those are in demand as well. Everything is in demand up to the point now that the supermarkets are installing a two-item limit. Um, so no matter what it is, but it's not just on specific products, it's on specific, um, food types. So two frozen package items per transaction, um, to, I think that's good. Like, it's a good to, measurement. It's a fantastic measurement, but it's still not helping. Like it's unfortunately it's helped in some situations, but, um, it's going to take a while to get back and you can see bit by bit, it's getting better, but, good. um, like, we couldn't get the half the stuff that we wanted. Well, the problem I see with thing. the problem I see with Australia, I think that's a bit of the downside of Australia because you're so far away from everything. So mm. kind of like the, the the supply chain is just so much longer, and I think it's so much more prone to failure or like in delays because you know. Actually, that's not true. That's it's not, not true. true. Okay, it, it, sorry. No, because so I mean, it is uh, definitely in the case of like certain products. I'm you know that's for sure, right? Um, but toilet paper is manufactured in, um, in Queensland, in Victoria, this sort of thing. So the issue wasn't actually with, um, the manufacturers and supply chain. It was with the, um, distribution centers. They couldn't hold enough because like the toilet paper actually, um, held, you know, took a lot of space on the, on the distribution center floor. So they didn't hold enough of the stock stocking. So that's what limits things like, um, and they were selling seven weeks of toilet paper supply every single day. <laughs> seven weeks. Peep, there was this one case where there was this fight between this lady, her daughter, and this other lady. And the lady and her daughter were attacking and trying to grab the toilet paper from this other lady. And they ripped it off her and put it on their trolley, which also had 10 other packets of toilet paper, each packet containing 24 toilet paper rolls, enough for probably about like over a month and a half alone for, you know, for uh, two exactly. months for one person. Exactly. You know? Like they had 10 of those and they were trying to take another one because that was theirs. And the other girl, lady didn't even have one, you know, and couldn't. And that's a, that's so, the problem I, I got so annoyed with, you know, like it's like this, unfortunately with, 
uh, social media, there's so much like wrong information circulating. Mm. So people start panicking and then they have like this mob behavior where it's just they don't think about others anymore. They just think about yeah. themselves. Because remember I was at, at Lidl and I was walking around and I saw this old couple trying to find stuff. For example, toilet paper was empty mm. and they're just standing there and like we, look, we looked at each other, we just smiled in the end. But then the problem is like, you know, these are the people who really need it. You, you yeah. take away stuff, you take way too much that you actually need and you take away stuff from others. So what we're losing right now is like this community mind this community mind thinking like guys we have to like mm. take care of others too but one cool thing i really appreciate like actually in australia the thing about like you know limiting how much you can buy yeah. and another cool thing i saw in austria is actually that for example every morning between eight and nine only senior citizens can go to the shop and they can yeah. buy stuff that's that's awesome yeah well it's funny actually you mentioned that because we, we started trialing that this year or this week i should say and um, so it happened um, that the first hour of opening um, was dedicated um, to only to uh, senior citizens. Um, so they launched this big campaign and they were like saying, hey, on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning, you know, you can you can start, um, you know, elderly people can start and they get first dibs on everything. So, um, you know, like everyone, you know, led their way to the store Um and uh, there was no toilet paper. There was nothing because they didn't fully stock the shelves. There right. was nothing that they they were stocking the next day. So every single elderly citizen was like complaining that there was no. Why would they? They made themselves like communicate that they were like um, empty promises, so to speak. And they waited so long, and they made their way there. They risked themselves to you know like contracting the virus amongst other people, and and to what to like there was no supply. Um, but not only that was, uh, additionally, they canceled online ordering. So you can't, like we had, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to hoard or anything like that. I'm going to do what normal people should do. And I'm going to just, you know, like do an online order. I was like, no, I don't need to, you know, go to a store. I'll just get my online delivery. So I put my online order through and, um, you know, went through, I paid for it, um, that sort of stuff. Uh, then all of a sudden this week they cancel all online orders and um, they say that you can't we don't we're not doing online orders anymore um, what you you if you want something you have to come into the store so in a situation like this where being in human contact is at risk why wouldn't you start focusing online you know and they, one of the arguments was, oh, we don't have distribution centers capable of handling the supply, uh, you know, for, to the demands, you know. Well, why not close the in-store, your stores, and turn them into display, uh, uh, distribution centers? You know, you've got supermarkets all around the place, close select few of them, every second one, it doesn't matter, and turn them into distribution centers, warehouses. You've got the space, you've got the thing, they can just be hubs that your, your drivers pick up stuff from. You know, you can you can then you know because you you think about any sort of like process and system, right? You think about that sort of stuff, and you think about like scalability and and caps, and you know like in terms mm -hmm. of how many orders you can get out, which has less cap, you know, an online <laughs> distribution network or a store. You know, like an online distribution network could scale to the, the limitation of how many deliveries you can do from exactly. your delivery drivers, right? A store scales about how many people you can actually get in and the store and the stock you have right, at that right. store. 
So you know, like it's a very backwards Question, way of though, thinking. Do you think? Do you think this actually? Because we talked before before the podcast talking about. I think we're going to talk about remote work as mm. well. But yeah, another yeah, interesting correct. question I have is: Do you think this crisis will also like boost or mm, how do you say? Actually, push people towards more online shopping in the future. I think it will. I think it would. It won't push people. It will make companies realize the potential that it can be and the limitations that they have. Um, you know, as a society, I think we got reliance on a lot of brick and mortar, old school ways of work. You know, mm -hmm. um, not just in you know, uh, you know, like actually forcing people to come to an office space and and, do, and work that way. But, um, you know, like, like actually having stores and uh, that sort of thing. I think there's a, there's a case and a purpose, but uh, online has so much more flexibility to it. And I think that this situation really will make companies start going, oh, maybe we should push more money into the online uh, distribution arm rather than um, the, you know, the sort of actual store sort of capabilities. But the problem is, though, like, how... If you're not offering these services now, how would you teach, you know, like people to start using? It? I think now's the right time to switch. To it. That's what I mean. Like people, but that's what I mean. I think now, before that, it was more like because it's always hard to change behavior as mm. for as a human. But now, where people have to really be forced to think about alternatives and to are forced to use alternatives, I think now it's the time more than ever. Speaking of remote work, but also getting used to online mm. shopping, to rethink how we do things after that. Yeah, right. I think so. I mean, it's just unfortunate that sometimes there's no other alternative services, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, especially here, I, I mean, I'll be curious to know what it's like over there. Um, here, we've got sort of like a couple of big monopolies in terms of, um, you know, like suppliers for, uh, you know, <laughs> convenience stores or any sort of like um, grocery. Um and those suppliers are the ones that are actually they copy each other so once one uh, one of them is Woolworths and the other ones is Coles right. and once Woolworths was um, basically stopped doing um, online Coles started doing the same Audi's there as well Audi's happened to have, have the same thing but Audi doesn't have the, as much of a bigger monopoly over Australian groceries as Coles and Woolworths do thing is that uh, in terms of online orders, we've got Amazon now, and they've started pushing their adverts for, "Hey, you want your you know, food delivered?" But they don't have enough stock on their store. You know, they don't have as much as that they do in you know, like in America or anything like that. So, you know, people want options, and they but they also want convenience in what they what type of food right. they get. How is it like over there though? Like. Do you have online services like that? We do. Like, I mean, I actually, I stumbled upon some, so some supermarket chains, they have an online service actually. And I was about to use it because why not? Mm. Because in the end, there's like, uh, think about it, like just small things. You know, if you have to go to a store, mm. you never know if they have what you need until you're there, you know? Yeah. But online store, you can always say, okay, they have it. Perfect. I'll order it. And like, the mm. question is like, for me, actually, what are the benefits? What are the benefits? What are the real benefits of going to a supermarket? I mean, of course, you can see when it comes to fresh stuff, 
uh, if the you know if the fruits or like the vegetables are yeah good. correct yeah yeah but what other benefits are there I don't see them like is it really necessary or like can you just you know yeah go to an online store and you know you pick what you need mm. um, that's it. I think it's probably yeah. even easier to find ingredients, but just, you know, online, like, you know, filtering and searching or it's even easier. Think about life from the UX perspective. So for example, mm -hmm. now you want to make, create a dish. So yeah. think about an online store where you can like type in the dish and it shows you all the ingredients you need and you just, Correct. yeah, bam, order. That's what, they, that's what they should do, right? Yeah, right. exactly. The, I mean, it would actually even, I'd argue that it become cheaper, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you save yeah, like, a lot of costs. Like, not just travel costs, but like, yeah, there's so much, you buy so much unneeded crap when you're at a supermarket because yeah, you exactly. walk by. And I feel like that's probably one of the things that, you know, in stores actually like help because, you know, you have, you have product positioning as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but there's a lot of money that gets pushed into advertising. It's such an old school even, way of, you know, thinking, you know, like. It is, but it's actually a very smart way because it's kind of like there's advertising even when you to the untrained eye you know that like um so if you think about a a, a shopping center a supermarket uh shelves right and shelf space you got the top middle uh lowers and you know the rows there right each each if you think about that as a grid the eye level ones you know the middle middle eye level sort of um um spaces are actually are paid for are they? By the yeah, so oh, wow. companies pay for those spots. There's a reason. Oh, wait, why makes that, sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes absolutely sense. So that's all advertising in a sense, like you know, like I mean, Jesus, never thought about it this. Is, is like yeah, all right, yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah. So there's a lot of costs there, like that they would lose if people pay online, um, and so I feel like it's it's money driven. It can't it can't be anything else because, like. You know, you sure you've got scale, but how often do you want scale? I mean, in a situation like this, yeah, it makes sense, right? But in in a um, situation where you got stores and you get all this money getting pushed into like positioning, um, product positioning, and things like that, um, you, it, people don't sell out products. It's like that often, you know, in any normal situation, right? So, and there's always going to be a cap on how many people can stay in it, be in one city as well. So. It's, you know what? How many people are going to come to your store? And you got locations and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I just don't think the model will change anytime soon. Um, people make it the only time, it, only way it will change is if people change it. And maybe maybe it does now. You know, maybe it does. Let's see. I think I think actually I'm mm, cautiously positive that it actually will mm. have an impact on our behavior, how we feel things, how we operate, but. Speaking of which, I think mm. we also said like, you know, let's, um, cause we wanted to work, talk about, you have some very interesting topics about, you know, remote, remote work, the impact, because mm. you work at 99designs and, uh, I think mm. it's very interesting to see how you manage right now with remote work and actually in general, how we can, uh, I think actually how we can use all this, you know, social distancing and quarantine as something very positive. Yeah, as, human, yeah. as, as, a, as a species, I think, you know, just as to reshape our focus, to rethink, to reflect. Yeah. So you got some yeah, topics, cool. Petey. I think you had yeah, some. Yeah, so some I things. mean, I, okay, so I guess before going to the remote work, 
I wanted to talk a little bit about tech and how tech is you know playing a part in Corona yeah. and um, because as I think as a, uh, you know as the current world as we know it now is you know like we're handling things a lot differently than you know the Spanish flu did and you know and um, even SARS and those sorts of things you know and tech plays a different role and and you know it's interesting because you know there's negative sort of cap- like issues around how tech played a role in this like a good example is that the toilet paper situation like we wouldn't be in this that situation if it wasn't for social media and and i would argue honestly that social media is probably playing uh is negatively impacting the world right now especially right. more so um because of spread of you know like you mentioned um misinformation uh, fear-mongering um oh you know, you know that's what i mean you know i think uh, just like to plug in into this social media topic because yeah one re- just one perfect like huge step you can do to decrease your anxiety stop reading news stop reading social yeah. media maybe have Correct. you know what i think what's good is have a time a set time once a day where you actually check up news in the evenings mm. maybe or in the mornings that that's it because at the moment for media outlets magazines social media that's the perfect timing to generate head catching like you know mm. Mm-hmm. How do you call this? And I forgot it. Clickbaity titles because yeah, they exactly. generate so much money right now. They yeah. update about every fucking fart, and like you think like this, like you know, I don't know. Just uh, my advice: stop reading news and don't yeah, stop reading. Yeah, don't get delete your social media accounts. Get the fuck off the internet. Like, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> become a caveman. Become a caveman. That's what we're saying. But but, honestly, but I think the best not? thing you can do like, is to listen to our podcast. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen to our podcast and do that. But I mean, honestly, seriously though, like, you know, like every single time a news article comes out, people misread it. They don't read. They don't even read the article. They read the headline and then exactly. they just like exactly. have the interpretation of it. And you know, so if you're going to do read news, read everything. Have a have a read of it. And but use at the end of the day, don't believe everything you read. No, and get you know, some facts from other sites and stuff like stay- that. Read. Just mean, like, I think the problem is like, you know, like what I always recommend, do, don't do uninformed actions or decisions or make uninformed decisions and also like stay sober minded because the problem is there's so much. Lucky you added minded. Don't say yeah. sober, drink alcohol. No, no. Like, drink alcohol, that's fine. <laughs> but the problem is um, nowadays I think it's even harder and harder to really uh to really see like, you know, like w- what information is reliable and what not, because mm. it's so easy yeah. to nowadays create a, you know, like just spread fake news. Oh good. I actually hate the term because <laughs> fucking Trump says it all the time. Mm. Does it not, but no good example was in Germany. There was one guy is a former doctor, like uh, how do you call it? Like, what's the, what's Heart the actual surgery? term? No, no, for lungs actually. Ah, oh, respiratory. Yeah, something. He was an expert <laughs> and you know, but he doesn't, he's not active anymore. And he posted this video about like, you know, actually that we, what we're doing is just like panic and, you know, we shouldn't, you know, this, all the, all the measures are just way too much. And like, the problem mm. is people listen to this, mm. you know, and, but this guy also believes, believes in chemtrails. So that's the danger, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like you watch, like if I was a, a layman person, I watch this on YouTube. Okay. There's a guy, an expert who actually, oh man, look at this. He provides an alternative and the government is just panicking. Like the whole thing, coronavirus is just over the right. top. And also like some of the right populist parties who say like, we should all do this, what's called this um, 
mass immunity. Colescott herd immunity. Oh right? yeah, 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 herd immunity. Yeah, which is you know, yeah, the, which the UK the, was trying to do. Yeah. Basically, and the, the idea that well. it affects yeah. everyone, right? But the problem is, like, yeah. the science behind it is to some degree valid, but yeah, not at the scale. Thousands of people will die. The yeah. social system, healthcare system will just collapse. Correct. It's yeah. just stupid. Outrage is stupid. You know, which and they've like, rolled back on. Which the yeah, UK exactly. Now back on. Also, ne- also the um, yeah. the prime minister in the Netherlands was thinking about the same. He's also right, right, uh, populist. But then he right. backfired because like it's just stupid. Yeah, run simulations. I like, do do it. Like, have a. Like, I mean, you sent. Uh, we'll we'll link it to the show notes. Um, the Washington t- uh, Post uh, simulators, and I think that's so cool. Like, um, so they've developed um, simulations on what each, I guess, um, isolation tactic or what each sort of yeah. like, com- combative tactic um, would actually would do and how how long would it take to eradicate the disease or maybe not eradicate it but like control it and control you know, it. This, yeah this was eventually inevitably controllable right uh, viruses have a, a sort of end life and it's always an end life you know um and and the you know with a virus that is very 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 rare to get reinfected twice um it's going to be naturally die off now the case is how quick can it die off? Like mm-hmm. you know, how quickly can we make it mm-hmm. die off and flatten the curve or, or flatten the curve I should say. Um, how can we, you know, manage the sort of infection rates? And and I think, you know, this it's actually a good segue because like um well not segue, like um you know, there's ways that you can do it, right? So um I had actually a really good uh, there was a couple of different options, I guess, for at least Australia, right? Um option A was to kind of like um, I guess force everyone, close everything, and force everyone into quarantine. Right. Right. And wait two. Uh, what was it like? Two months. Um, and um, and then release everyone back out. You know. Um, problem is that that, uh, that all it takes is one person to um, not do that and um, reinfect someone, and then all of a sudden you've um, delayed the control and you've collapsed the, you know, you've wasted more money and you also like shut down like, um, you know, all your, uh, your economy for like two, two months basically. So it's not, it's not a, um, a viable sort of um, tactic at all. Um, and, you know, it works for China, but with the, because they've got, they do forced uh, quarantine where it's, it's actually, um, They've got someone actually monitoring and uh, and like um, keeping an eye on them. So it's a prison basically, um, with but not to prison sort of life um, things. There's actually they've got like your, uh, dance classes and stuff like that. But it's actually uh, controlled isolation. Yeah. Um, which is great and works works obviously is working for them. Uh, and any new case that comes in is actually from people coming into the country um, that come into quarantine, not actually already there. So. Uh, that's worked for them. That's great. Um, but the problem is that the moment they come back out and they release everyone, um, unless they shut themselves off from the entire world for until the entire world has gone down to zero, uh, they'll get back, you know, reinfect everyone back again and, you know, it will just happen again. So it's delaying um, the case. Uh, option B is, um, is basically tracking. Mm-hmm. Using technology to track people, uh, to monitor uh, those who have... 
um, device and where they're going. And, you know, so if they've got, um, you know, you force them, um, well, you get them to self-isolate and the moment that they don't, um, you, you know, you can actually, um, uh, what's it called? You know, like punish them or something like that. Right, right. Or kill them, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Yeah, <laughs> so that's actually uh, working. That's that's what Singapore's doing, and Singapore's, um, you know, acted very early on. Uh, they, yeah, um, I heard so. The, yeah, yeah. So they that's the catch with option B. It works and it works extremely well, but you got to do it when um, there's a, there's a limited number of um, people. But when you've got a thousand or a thousand plus. How are you going to track everyone and you know get in touch with them and um, that number is going to go out of control very quickly and it's just not possible. So, um, so option C is um, how, uh, basically self isolation, um, but we'll get it to a point where it becomes ten or lower cases. Um, you know, get everyone to self isolate and limit it, limit the numbers and drop the numbers down to a low point where you can implement um, this tracking. Um, so you're we're basically reversing the effects um, to a point where Singapore levels are, and then you start doing tracking, and then you manage and control it that way. Um, and then that's that's basically the only way uh, at the moment. Who knows? Maybe something else comes up, and um, you know it's very still early. Um, but yeah, I think they they they're the I guess the cases at least for Australia. I don't know how it is the same for thing, but I would imagine that's kind of like it could apply to most I mean I think I think in the one hand we always like you know we look I speak now as everyone shares the same opinion but you know as we as western countries mm. look down at like you know countries like China or Hong Kong or Taiwan but you know because they don't have like a real democracy as we live in correct but in the yeah. end like in cases like this actually like you can see how beneficial this is because they can just you know pull up really drastic measures and yeah eradicate something uncontrollable and like really put it in a controllable cage so to say yeah. whereas we in europe we and about, democracy yeah. Yeah, yeah but i mean europe in do- yeah. democracy like you know we you have to care be careful about our human rights and you know freedom mm. and you know and you know people don't like that uh, being told the being told by the government what they should do and should not do but it's a bit problematic, you know. Find it. They don't find it. Take it seriously. We talked about no, like this exactly. Earlier, take, yeah, yeah. Where they um like the spring break, you know, in Florida, like where people went and still went and partied and did all the sort of thing, you know. Um, Bondi Beach in um in uh, Sydney got closed, forcibly closed now because people are still going there and ignoring all air self isolation and just kind of just partying that up and like. You know, all it takes is that sort of case and someone to go and do that, come back to grandma and grandma gets infected, you know, like it's the stupidity of this freedom that we have. Um, stupidity plus freedom equals disastrous results. But in the, in the end, it's just about the ego. It's like, you know, I'm not going right. to, who tells me yeah. what to do, you know? Yeah. Or like, like that, literally that girl said, because I'm young, my body can handle it. But it's not about you. That's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. But so, Pete, okay, this is Pete, the Pete. negative that's, stuff. I yes, wanted, let's go yeah, to the positive one. Let's go to the positive yeah. one. <laughs> so, okay, positively, I want, I want, because you've got positive, I guess, about yourself. But I want to talk about positive just quickly before we go to that, about how this, I reckon, has a beneficial uh, long term. Um, right. So we've seen already with re- uh, remote working, and you know, like you mentioned, I work for Nine Nine Designs, and I'm very fortunate enough to work for a company that can work remotely. Um, I know that you know, and this is a really tough um, 
life-changing uh, in a, a world events that we're we're going through. And um, I know that no one, you know, not everyone is as fortunate as the both of us to be in situations where uh, it doesn't impact our day to day, um, you know, what we do, you know, too much, you know, it inconveniences us. Yes, cool. But that's not a problem. And, you know, we can deal with inconvenience, but we, you know, like when it comes to, you know, um, at least for me, you know, ensuring that I'm getting, you know, like my rent is getting paid and those sorts of things, you know, and I've got a job to rely on. Um, I'm very fortunate for this current situation um but what it's doing is it's actually really highlighting ways remote working can be pretty beneficial and um how you know like we've been uh working remotely now for just over a week and mm -hmm. um and you know we, we so, usually no, people, we before remote. we before we just can you just give context what does 99 design 99 designs actually what's the company about so just people yeah, get like sure. an idea um, so which is, it's, it's very um, apt for the times, I guess. Uh, we are a online platform that allows um, people to um, work with designers remotely. Um, so we have a, um, a global design community of, um, a, a global community of the designers that's uh, around the world. Um, a majority, like actually all of them are working um, remotely from, you know, some are actually even, are working in um, countries where they couldn't get jobs in the normal things, but they're able to create a career on the platform, um, and they create um, designs for companies, you know, cool. or, or, or small businesses or, or people. Um, so we're seeing an interesting switch with how people are working and, and what type of designs they're getting, um, and it's interesting that you know, like. Um, we're seeing a shift to like even animation and things like that because you know people who want videos and things like that you know you, you got to go to locations and get shoots and work with big teams of people but to get animations done like you can get it done remotely right so and even stationary design and those sorts of things like there's a lot of um you know but people just adapt to it and the platform itself would adapt to it so you know we're we're uh, we're having to um, uniquely uh, look at the platform itself and how can we um, you know help those who need the help right now and um, I'm very proud actually of, of the company itself because you know we've avoided this whole target everyone in this time day and age and say hey you know um, this is you know we understand COVID is bad here's a sale mm -hmm. <laughs> like um, have you started getting those emails that all no, the no, no, offering? no not at all actually Oh really? No. I get spammed. Like uh, I've had so many online companies email me a, a message about COVID, and then it's always got a sale attached to it. Wow. Afterpay did one as well recently, where they now had an afterpay sale day, and um, it's just not the right time for it. So, so how 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 is it like now for you? Because we talked before the show or the show or podcast. Hmm. That you actually, mm. you feel like you have been getting more done, work done than ever before. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. What do you think like is that? Yeah. I think it strips away the, the uh, process a little bit um, and then relies on the output. Um, I think that's an interesting way. But also, I think, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's positive extremely because, I, you know, the, the sort of human contact is missing. Which we've, I will talk about a bit how we kind of like adapt to that, but, um, you know, we've ended up having to just 
get things down and output and you're working for yourself. So you are only, um, at the end of the day, you know, like you've got no, no one looking down your shoulder and telling you how much time you spend, but yourself. So, but you know, like we all want to be productive. We all want to feel like we're making a difference. And, um, and, you know, I think it, it's just that attitude shift. And I remember at the start of the week, I was wearing, you know, like rocking up to like work, well, rocking up to work, um, opening my computer and having meetings. And I had like little Star Wars um, PJ shorts on, you know, <laughs> and, um, and I was wearing my PJs and things like that. And I was just so like, just laid back. And, you know, a couple of us in, on, the, on my team were, were doing the same as well. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of like work from home articles and, and things like that about if you dress up for work, it changes your productivity and your attitude right. and your way of um, focus. And honestly, I, st- I started doing that and it's so true. You end up putting so much time in um, to it. But what I have noticed, and here's the catches, you don't take lunch breaks. There's no forced time away. Um, you take little breaks throughout the day, but it ends up actually being less than probably the lunch break that you take. Um, and you end up working and generally more hours than you would normally do. And I guess you get less interrupted yeah. by social interactions. Correct. Less interruptions. You work more. You, you've got no um, travel time as well. So that time that you spent traveling, you're, you know, um, that nowadays we've just started setting up meetings earlier because why not have a 7.30 a.m. meeting? Um, you can just get, you know, get up and start having one. So, what question? Yeah. Was, uh, actually, was 99 Designs well prepared from I... From an IT perspective, from infrastructure to provide remote working, or was there some hassles? Extremely, hassles? extremely, okay. extremely. Yeah, yeah. We had literally zero prep, pre-prep. Wow, but well, that's it cool. All that's about, cool. Yeah, which is that's what I'm saying. We're very fortunate, you know. Like I know of uh, my previous company um, has had to um, send everyone forced leave, like, um, and it's unfortunate, you know. Like, and um, they can't, they don't have the infrastructure to do. I work from home and um, and uh, my girlfriend works for a, a government company, a government arm. I can't say which one because it's, it's a super important one. Um, <laughs> and they've got security preventions and they have like, you know, um, high level you know, access levels and stuff like that for security that they can't do. So um, getting work from home access is being very difficult because they have a limitation on the number of people that can access the system at once on like um, work from working from home. So they're not capable of this at the moment. So whether they can in time is, I think is a big struggle that a lot of are having to face, but what it is forcing everyone to do is have that understanding and like starting to realize the benefits of actually working from home, you know, um, and how, you know, you've got, you'll, it would actually end up saving costs for the company as well, right? Because you don't have office costs and, and, um, you know, we had, we have, um, we had, we have a fully stocked kitchen and, you know, like drinks and beers and whatever at night on designs, you know, um, you don't have to do that anymore, you know? So all those costs ends up getting, um, you know, like not cut, but you, you can't really deliver on it. Um, so the company's actually even started thinking about, how can they do those sorts of things? How can we offer? Um, how can we offer that sort of like social connection ways? And and um, one of them is actually um, there's like we use Zoom and we've got like a uh, just a rolling Zoom room that anyone can jump in and have chats and stuff. Like cool. That. So I mean, like I mean, in the um, other hand, like yeah. I think the same way we discussed about like 
how this might actually re force us to rethink about our behaviors to you know like shop things online. I think actually mm. this forces companies to really for future proof their IT infrastructure to enable remote work. For some, Correct. they yeah. don't have it right yeah. now because they were like, you know, fuck it, we don't, fuck, what's remote work anyways? But in this case, mm. Nine Designs, apparently very like future orientated company. And I think you yeah. had already like, you know, it's like they had things in place. And I think it might be actually one key factor in the future for if you want to st work, start working somewhere to ask, what's your remote work culture like? You know, yeah, exactly. What, how, do you, but, how do you provide but, the support? I feel like it's also can go a step further in that it's going to force companies in general to actually start looking at how can we offer more services online as well. True. Um, you know, because, you know, if you think about with any sort of like business and it comes, you know, when you start relying on a certain way of working um, or, um, or sort of like sales channel in a sense, and all of a sudden something happens and that sales channel goes away, you have to be kind of start relying on another one, right? And if you think of a sales channel as a sort of like in-store sales channel, because that's what it is really, right? it's a way of selling stuff, right? Or selling services, deliveries, whatever it is. Um, I think, you know, it's it shows the risk that, you know, if a situation like this happens, um, you know, that how can you be a risk adverse and, and create a process that can be adaptable to be able to switch at any right. time. And I think it's going to strengthen a lot of companies for the long term. Unfortunately, though, it's going to, unfortunately, a lot of businesses are going to suffer. Right there. I, unfortunately, but I mean, here comes my pragmatic approach to this you know like these are things are in life that's how nature like there's yeah. sometimes this natural I selection, that, selection, but I want to be know? the guy that said it no yeah. I mean I, I'm no problem saying this because I really believe in it sometimes yeah, but... these things happen for you know and then yeah it is unfortunate but I think uh, this is this is how life is man like you know like sometimes you mm. know things happen because we always live in this we always want to we build around ourselves like this beautiful pink castle where, you know, we think like this is going to be for the rest of our lives. Mm. And then fucking virus like this happens and like it just messes up everything. That's how life is, yeah. you know, and, and then, you know, why, things break, new things come. And that's why, I, you know, going back to a couple of episodes ago when we talk about an emergency fund, a fuck off fund, you right. know. This is the emergency that's happening. This is the fund that you needed that uh, that for, you know. Uh, this is the time you need that fund for. And, you know, if you're, like, some people are um, struggling to pay their next rent, you know, and there's a large portion of, of the uh, population. There was, like, numbers, actually, uh, at least from the, uh, the U.S., 20% um, of families um, have $500 or less U.S. in savings. Yeah. Um, and then it goes basically, and then it's like, I think another uh, 20% actually have a thousand dollars. And so a large population, um, like, you know, has less than, I think half of the population has less than uh, five grand to say something like that in savings, you know? So like $5,000, they don't even have, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. That's something that, you know, if you put your money away, even if it's fifty dollars a month, it doesn't matter. Start doing it now because the moment there's especially going to be now, something else actually now it's a good time yeah. to actually start investing in these index funds because you know oh, stocks yeah. are stocks are plumbing. Is it the right yeah. word? Plummeting. Yeah. Plummeting. Yeah. 
Yeah, plummeting. Yeah. And like now, now it's a good and time. And plumbing, actually. yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same. Yeah. But <laughs> speaking of which, I want to yeah. recommend actually a, <laughs> a book <laughs> that actually is, I think I mentioned it one episode, like it's uh, written by the co-founders of Basecamp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What were the names again? It must be something. Jason Freed or something? Jason Freed, yeah, it's my hero. Yeah. But he, they, they, um, they publish a lot of, of really good works about, you know, like, because they're big believers in remote work and they, you know, like, oh, cut yeah, down they're, meetings. They're fully remote. Yeah. yeah. Basecamp. Yeah. Basecamp. Mm. And they're hugely successful. they running a multi-million dollar company with no funding, basically. Um, mm. And the latest book is called It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work. That's what it looks like. But you should read yeah. it too. Okay. It's very easy to read. Because there's a write very efficient. It's like, you know, like oh, very okay. short can we just, sentences. Can you, show me the, can you show me the thing? So it's a book cover, has a, big, um, a list of things and with a big X over each one of them. It says 80 hour weeks gone, pack schedules gone, super business gone, endless meetings, no endless meetings, no overflow in, in box, no unrealistic deadlines, no um, ability to sleep, no Sunday afternoon emails, no time to think, gone. Um, you do have time to think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not you don't have to worry about being stuck at the office or any all-nighters or chats blowing up. It doesn't have to be crazy at work. Yeah, I like it, and that's very very good. Yeah, now it's amazing. So they have, I think, uh, reshift or rework was the previous work. Rework. Yeah. Rework was the previous book. Yeah, I think they've extended a bit, but I can highly recommend this, especially now in these days. If you are working in a company or maybe you're a CEO of a company, I know. Many will listen to this podcast anyways. Top 500 yeah. Fortune CEOs. I, I think we got yeah. the data. We got the data on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, hey Jason. Oh, the, other, really the, other, the other day. So the other day I was um, a good friend of mine at Hive, the school. I'm, I'm at the moment learning coding. Because like in one episode we mentioned like we have millions of listeners. And he's like, man, dude, this is true. And I, I told him, well, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. We have not one million, but anything between zero and one million. Yeah, nice. And, that, yeah. and, and like, guys, right. like, we don't have zero, we, we don't have we one stay million, humble. but we are somewhere in between. That's what I can say. We can't tell you the numbers because we're humble people. And exactly. We, feel like we don't need to talk about the numbers. No, no. And I think that's not the, what the podcast is about. It's not about the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But, okay, I want, I want to kind of, I guess, end the show with... Shit may be crazy, you know, things might be going um, hard, but what are some ways, I guess, to stay focused and stay zen yeah, yeah, um, I mean, during like, these times? You know? One problem I was thinking about, like for many people, I think this must be a very challenging situation because you're suddenly, uh, especially when you live alone, you have a lot of mm -hmm. time by yourself. And this can, can be overwhelming for many people to be confronted with your own thoughts and emotions because you can't run away. Mm -hmm. And I think use this time as opportunity to grow. And I mean this, you know, start maybe meditating, download the app, I'm gonna link it in called Waking Up or read a book, something called Awareness by Antonio Di Mello. So really use this time for, for reflection and growth. Use this crisis, I, think, I like the saying, never let a good crisis go to waste. Use it for your own good. And I think this, and one advice I can give you, cut away the news stay productive yeah. have a schedule for example like in mornings i normally read from nine to ten i'm just going to read then i work on mm. some projects then i go for a run or a small walk um 
yeah do some exercise some at some point mm. yeah ex read yeah, keep, keep fit yeah don't what i'm an advice don't try to run away from your thoughts and emotions face them mm. so turn so you, you yeah you mentioned your journal do, which what do you use to journal just a notebook and my you pen do, yeah that's the thing and i so think there's what one I, called there's one app i don't know if you use it or if you have used it i'd be mm -hmm. very curious to to know oh, but before you um, mention this Jua? Oh, yeah, yeah. Before you mention yeah. this, because like you now it's just like I didn't start just with a blank notebook and a pen. What I actually mm. used before is something called the six minute diary. And you can order it from Amazon. It's really cool. It's like for six months. It's very straightforward. But for six months, you write three minutes in the morning and mm. it talks about uh, things you want to do, uh, things you appreciate. It's very nice. And then six, three minutes in the evening, you know, what were the highlights of the day? And you do it for mm. six months. It's just an easy way to start journaling, but you know, not digital way, just with a normal pen. It's called Six Minutes Diary. Yeah, okay. Highly recommend oh, yeah, it. Yeah, cool. I did that. It was really good. And then after that, I, yeah. I started just writing on my own. And that's actually, I mean, you know, because the one I was mentioning is, you've heard of Jour? Uh, I sent you the link. Yeah. Um, J-O-U-R dot com. Um, and the whole idea is, I think it's supposed to be like, I mean, I have, I'll be honest, I haven't used it. I'm not very good at writing. I just blurt my feelings out loud to anyone who listens. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. There you go. Um, that, yeah, that app is supposed to be something about like making it very easy to capture thoughts and, and stuff like that. However, though, and, and you, you made me think about this when you like, mentioned about that uh, six-minute um, journal that you were saying. Um, writing is actually very therapeutic. Using a pen and paper. Mm -hmm. like, exactly. Um, Ex extremely therapeutic some you know considering that you are i guess typing so often and you use your phone for everything and sometimes it's good to distinguish between taking time for yourself and writing your thoughts out on a pen and paper compared to a nap you know like um because it's it's different sensory experiences it's right? what i mean so, it's what i mean like it's mm. more about like the sensual experience you actually trigger writing feels mm. different you know like it's much and also like um typing you bit mm. like you, you, when you type, you're not as conscious as when you write because like, yeah. you have to be really conscious about like writing. So otherwise you can't read it anymore. You know, it's funny though. It's, it's interesting you say that because it's so true. We have gotten so comfortable at typing that it's, we, we do it without thought. Yeah. Writing is so difficult now for us because we don't do it anymore. Because it's slower it's, as well, it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it used to be the opposite way. You know? And you know what? I, you know what's horrible? What I realized, and it's a bit no, not no shame of it, but like it's actually like what I the downside of like this all mm. autocorrect features. Like the other day, I was writing writing a word, and like I didn't know if it was correct. Yeah, you know, because I'm so reliable on this fucking autocorrect. Maybe I should turn it off because that's the problem: is you don't think for yourself anymore, and so basically your neuron, your yeah. paths, they don't really remember how the words work. Writing forces you to really know how things, you know, how to structure mm. sentence well enough, how to like write a word or what's the right word. But that's why you should actually, I mean, I, like, I, I've installed Grammarly and um, <laughs> there's a free, use the free version. Honestly, it's actually quite interesting. Like I did it mainly from a, um, I guess it was for work in general. I don't actually have it on my personal computer, but I have it on my work one. And when I have to do like sort of sanity checks on copy or, or keywords and things like that, that we really usually run through the system. And if there's a typo in the keyword spreadsheet, I wanted something that can kind of pick it up and, you know, I could kind of like notice it like, like right there and then. 
And so I installed it for that. Unfortunately, the free version doesn't work for spreadsheets, but <laughs> like I said, it didn't work in my use case that I wanted, but I kept it on and um, it, te it teaches you. It doesn't just simply autocorrect. It will highlight and then train you about why it's wrong and what it does. Not only does it do misspellings, but it also does grammatical sort of like uh, structurings. That is nice. And so, so it's actually, it, it's more of an educational sort of like way of working rather than just autocorrect where you type in the incorrect word, press space, and it's automatically corrected. And it, it just, you know, there's no sort of like educational aspect or anything. There. So but it's yeah, I think that's, that's, that's good. I think just like I think now mm. just think about like, I might turn off the autocorrect my messaging because mm. it's too easy, man, you know? Yeah, but then how do you know if you're misspelling something there? Well, it's kind of like wrinkled red anyways, and then have to figure it out. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, one, uh, that's true. We could actually do that. Anyway, Anyways, I, I but love how it. that's what we're talking about in a situation <laughs> like But this. I think, I think you know what uh, our... But it is helpful. I think um, here, my key takeaways is, yes, we mm. live in a crisis. We're going to go, for, we're going to get through that. And we're going to, oh, we're going to get out of that much stronger than before. We're going to learn about, I think for us, it's a moment as society, as human race to reground ourselves to refocus mm. and find ourselves again and just kind of like it wakes us up in a bit like how do we even treat this world how do we mm. what's our real place in this ecosystem we're not alone in the end there's something like a microscopic virus that can fuck us up basically and we yeah. think when we yeah. think we are the greatest on this planet you know so true like yeah i think we you know what this is i mean at least for me and i'd be very curious like to hear what what your thoughts are uh, for me, my takeaway from all of this is, you know what, um, start saving more, like try not to spend as much money, even mm -hmm. though it's funny, I just impulse buy, um, bought Animal Crossing for Switch today, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> pick it up too much. Okay, okay, but, here's my, you know, wait, wait, yeah. here's my shameful yeah. purchase. Yesterday, yeah. when I was playing with Moritz Sea of Thieves, I bought in-game currency to buy a pet, a monkey for my ship. Oh wait, oh, that's not a, that's not a, that's not, that's not too bad. That's it's good. The first you have to have time, a monkey a on a first, ship. This is the first time in my life I bought how much was currency. It? it was no, it wasn't much. It was uh, how much have you spent? It was like eight euros or something. Eight euros on a monkey? That's a lot, though. <laughs> like, I thought like a couple of euros. No, but we, or no, 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 it was we had, we had to Jesus. buy like one thousand coins to, so we can because oh, the monkey was like six hundred coins, so it's five euros. Did but, you each buy one? Yeah, he bought a parrot. Well, okay, he's on. It makes sense. Actually, both make sense to be honest. I feel and, like that's and, and my monkey got a banana outfit. Oh, that's an investment. That is an investment. Exactly. Life, you know? But so don't you know, Pete? Yours is even better because Animal Crossing. Actually, you will have a good time. I just bought a virtual digital fucking pet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. No, you know what? It's an impulse buy. There's no rationalization. <laughs> it is, but. Honestly, I don't know where I'm going with this. Just save, just save. Like keep more in savings because, right. you know, I, honestly, I, I do think that if I was in any other situation, if I didn't, you know, um, if I had got a new job or I didn't even switch, uh, like get the job that I'm currently in and I was still in my previous job, I would have been in a totally different situation right now. And I, would exactly. have, I would have, you know, been basically, yeah, like worried about my future really. And I do a little bit still, like, because, you know, it's very inevitable. It's uncertain, um, everything. This is going to, yeah, uncertain, not inevitable, uncertain. And, you know, 
Um, and I think that's the that's the scary part. But you know, change change eventually always ends up for the better. Exactly, because um, you grow stronger. So, it's painful. It, mm. Often change is always painful, but mm. it's it's the pain. It's the same when you're sore when you train when you train your muscles. It's painful, but it's because it grows. Mm. And I think if that's what change happens. It's painful, but there's always growth behind it, in one way yeah, or exactly. other. If you let it, if you let it, you know, if you accept it. Yes, correct. Yeah, you have to grow with it. I exactly. Think that's the difference, because otherwise, you know, you have to take what you can from it, grow with it, and and, and get there. But Absolutely. we'll all get through this. And but Absolutely. you know what, guys? If I can send a message, um, stay inside, stay away from. Like, if you are in contact with anyone else. Um, avoid anyone over the age of 60 exactly. like just do not go and party with your friends and go out to bars and pubs and then go home and you know like and just hang out with your mom exactly. and dad you know like just be even peaceful. though you're not in a risk group you can help save a lot of lives by just be responsible and have a community yeah. mindset yeah exactly you know just spend some time inside get animal crossing get a monkey or, or exactly or parrot you know, and see if they use exactly <laughs> but oh, yeah. speaking of last thing yes. before we go um this is actually quite funny that i just want to end on this and end on the stupidity of um uh gamestop like so in new york uh they closed all non-essential um businesses right so groceries and hospitals and those sorts of things, uh, um, grocery stores, hospitals, and so on can stay open. Um, but anyone else, like restaurants, bars, entertainment complexes, anything like that closes, right? Um, GameStop has determined that they're an essential service <laughs> that and uh, forced Seriously? all the stores open. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Okay, like now we should because i guess my last comment before we end but GameStop is a company that just should end because you know we you yeah. really physical game stores anymore which is completely overpriced anyways yeah like fuck them sorry you don't need it you <laughs> do not need it honestly <laughs> but yeah no fuck them and that's a great way to end this show exactly fuck GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> fuck GameStop. Jesus <laughs> all right Christ. okay okay we should stop here i think the alcohol is kicking yeah. in so <laughs> <laughs> No, guys, uh, stay safe. All the best. Thank you for listening. And, uh, and follow us on Spotify that we always keep saying to exactly. put at the start of the show. Well, wait, wait, we when it's too do. late now. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you know? We, we always never do. So, um, But, you know, but, follow us on social media. Uh, social media. We're not on social media. Follow us on um, Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, whatever. Apple Podcasts, um, wherever. Whatever you're using. Apple podcast. Subscribe. Um, yeah, don't write comments. Don't write reviews. Never. We hate reviews, Never write, especially five-star reviews. You know, like, yeah, not positive, like five-star, yeah, no. no <laughs> and also send to your friends because, you know, if everyone's self-isolating, this is a great uh, show to uh, listen to. Exactly. Guys, stay safe until next time in four weeks and then we we'll report where we are and if we yeah. bought more important things in our life. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know if we got corona as well. Like, you know. <laughs> hopefully we don't um, hopefully we already have probably safe, like who knows yeah exactly who knows like all right but yeah awesome guys until next time see ya bye